Okay, we lit it just like a fuse, so no need to pick and choose. Welcome to 2020, where we do more than interviews. The hottest be coming through, jumping knowledge on all that you get up. We could depart of you with the truth that they offer you, yeah. Hands up, we doing it for the culture. To give artists and businesses more exposure. Keep it real and stay solid just like a boulder. It's about to go all the way down, can get no lower. Chasing my dreams, know that they get no slower. But if I stay running, I promise they getting closer. More over success, my older. And if you're sleeping on me, I'm waking them up like soldiers. I told you, coming from the man with the tie roll. Well, we'll be on the whole different we like to ride slow and keep a window tennis so you really can see us like Stevie Wonder waking up with his eyes closed. Yeah, got the kind of flow that rock the boat. All my 16s are pounds of dope. And if you figure you can hang with me on the mic, then grab some rope. Matter of fact, better grab some hope while you at it. We keep it live, it's time to tune in. Turn up the sound on what you're using. It goes so hard, I think it's bruising. The show is 2020, no need to zoom in. Yeah. And it's straight like that. Hey, yo, I'm your boy, sir, of the 2020 podcast, LLC. Please say the LLC. And I got a special guest today, Miss Sanaya Baker Boatwright. How you doing today? Doing good, love. Thank you for having me. Hey, for sure. Anytime. I'm, I'm definitely glad that you reached out. I'm always down to have a conversation to, to kind of support our people and our culture and what you're doing. And Again, thank you for taking time out your day to do this interview. We had technical issues at first, which uh, hindered me from being on time, which I do not like doing. But yeah. I'm, I'm glad you wrapped back around and we was able to get this done. Oh, no problem. I appreciate it. Hey, for sure. For sure. So to those of you that have never experienced a business minute interview, we don't hop straight into the interview. One thing we like to do is kind of break the ice. We like to take an everyday topic talk about it and then we'll get into the interview later we'll, we'll get into that that way we can kind of loosen up nobody wants to be all business first right so, absolutely so i got i got a topic here and i just want to pick your brain and one thing about us we are candid so whatever you say you know stand your ground stay in your square go for it we, we <laughs> encourage it so all right so that being said i got a little lovely jar here okay topics Oh, uh, we, like, we like to draw from. So mm -hmm. while the intro was playing, I pulled one and I thought it was a very interesting one. And I would love to hear what you think. OK. And the, the topic is, should we gatekeep black culture? Should we gatekeep black culture? Yes. Wow. Oh, yeah, we're coming out the gate. Yeah, out. that's that's real deep for a starter. What look got me thinking. <laughs> I mean, uh, as far as like gatekeeping the the black culture, is it like you know only like to a certain group per se? Like you know, it's like whatever happens in the black community stays in the com black community, or? It's <laughs> a good question. So I think because th these are questions that were submitted by our listeners. Oh. So when I hear this question, mm -hmm. number one thing I hate hearing is somebody says something cool who's not of the black race mm -hmm. and they're automatically invited to the cookout yeah <laughs> right you know somebody paints a black fist oh they invited to the cookout mm -hmm. or oh, somebody dates a black woman or a black man oh they invited to the cookout i'm tired of people getting invites to the cookout <laughs> so I, yeah with the, with the influx of you know non-african american People stepping into black culture, whether it be R&B, whether it be mm -hmm. hip hop, whether it be cooking, 
do you think we should stop sharing as much and start to gatekeep and filter these people who are joining or doing it for the culture, as they say? Yeah, I, I think it, it's pretty much to a certain extent. Um, okay. And what I mean by that is because some people, they really just don't know. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, you know, some people literally just don't know, you know, a, a, enough about the black culture until they actually experience certain things or if they only do the actual research themselves. So okay. I wouldn't necessarily say gatekeep. I kind of don't like that word per se, because it's like, you know what I'm saying? It's information that could be given to somebody to actually help them. So, mm. but I do understand the fact that, you know, when people come into the black community community and it's like, you know, um, like you said, not being invited to that <laughs> cookout or deal, because it's like, okay, what did, what did you do it? Like, you know, well, why did that come out your mouth? Like, you know what I'm right. saying? The whole trying to be black scenario and things like that. So yeah, I agree to a certain extent. Okay. Very well said. I, I like that you, you stood your ground, you know, yeah. I respect that. All mm -hmm. right. Now I also pull a second topic. Okay. Now, this one's a little bit more lighthearted, depending on your family. Oh, ooh. Yeah, right. <laughs> ooh. right, right. <laughs> I was so, thinking talk about family these days. I don't know. <laughs> all right. So the question is, which is most detrimental to black families? Spades, Uno, or Monopoly? I'm just going to let the trauma flow through that question. Look, look, y'all, <laughs> do not kill me, okay? Do not try to uh -oh. cancel me on this answer. <laughs> uh -oh. See, okay, let me break it down. I would say the answer is spades because, oh, my God, when you see a black family playing spades, it's it's serious. Look, everything is <laughs> <laughs> not flying out the window. Everything is staying right here at this table. You better make I'm sure... Not your cars right you better make sure you paying attention to who putting what down and when it comes to your turn you better make sure you play the right card right. <laughs> so but yeah but even though I, the reason why i was gonna say don't kill some is because i do not play space because i don't know how to play i, I know oh. don't kill me don't kill me y'all don't don't kill me <laughs> lord I, you know and i'm i'm, I'm hearing that more often really I said, but I love Uno though. I can I can beat anybody in some Uno. Now that's my See, game. <laughs> I like Uno too, but it's like anytime you go somewhere, everybody mm -hmm. has different rules on Uno. True, that is true. Because I was saying, like they were saying, you can't play two plus on top of a four plus. I said, why? Yeah. When that happened? Me and my family, when we play Uno, baby, if you got a four plus, a four plus, a two plus, and that's your last <laughs> cards, you better get ready to deal these ten cards. <laughs> well, I am a bit Shoot, I hear that. I right. hear that. Yeah, I've been playing Uno for years. Spades. I didn't really learn really well until about middle school. Middle school is when I, I became aware enough where I can play anywhere I go. Mm -hmm. But I will say, in my opinion, opinion, no game has caused more arguments than Monopoly in my household. Really? Mm. Yeah, Monopoly has caused arguments. I didn't see tables get flipped. Yeah, I didn't see games go on for like a week straight because people refuse to quit. Mm -hmm. It's just it's something about landing on people's property and not having that rent to pay them back when it's your turn. Oh my god, it yeah, gets that deep, huh? Yeah, it, it get real out here. Oh lord, play. 
See, I used to play Monopoly when I was little, but I don't care too much for Monopoly. It's Uno for me, hands down. <laughs> you know what? I, I think Uno is better because it's quicker. You know, you ain't got to sit down. Sure. Mm -hmm. You're not sitting down there all day. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you know? for sure. Well, that's dope. That's dope. Thank you. That that was a good peer inside to, to loosen up and break the ice. Yeah, so Ms. absolutely. Ms. For sure. Miss Sanaya Boatwright, if somebody was to ask what it is that you do, what is it that's your hobby? What What's your profession? What would you tell them? My profession is creating books and helping others create their books to be able to tell their story. I love that. I love yes. that. Now, how long have you been uh, actively doing this? Actively doing this, I would say since uh, 2022 is when I actually started my business. But to mm -hmm. actually say how long I've been doing this, I really pretty much you could say been doing this all my life. But I didn't realize it that it was my passion and my purpose until 2019. So pretty much 2019, I had lost my job and I'm like, oh my God. And I had dropped out of college as well. And you know, of course, when you, you drop out of college, everybody looking at you like, oh, oh my God, what's she gonna do next? Like, you what know, you what's up? Do? Yeah, mm -hmm. what's your plans? What you got going on? So I'm like, oh my God, what am I going to do? Lord, lead me. And let's just say 2019, I, I pretty much um, fell into a, a small, somewhat, somewhat of a depression. I'm like, okay, Lord, lead me. And I found mm -hmm. out that writing books was, you know, my true passion and purpose. So it, to tell you a, a backstory, it started in fifth grade. And my teacher at that time, my fifth grade teacher, my reading teacher, her name is Miss Lucy. Shout out to Miss Lucy. Lucy. <laughs> she knew I was going to be an author, but I did not because I downplayed it. I'm like, ain't nobody finna be no authors. Nah, author, I'm not, that ain't making no money. You know, <laughs> you know mm -hmm. how little kids is. We looking at, because we see our parents, you know, uh, you know, trying to get these bills paid and whatnot. So we think like the money must be it. But fast forward to 2019, when I lost my job and I figured out that was my purpose, I published my first book titled That Girl Who, which is right here, actually. Hmm. I titled my, I mean, I published this first book in 2019 and then it pretty much just took off from there. And it's like, you know how when people tell you, um, God gave me this desire, this, this burning desire that I just can't shake off. Or yes. even if I do try to shake it off, it comes right back to me. And that's pretty much how writing was for me in publishing my books or just the fact that, you know, I'll get that feedback. OK, Baker Boatwright, so when is your next book? Are you going to do a part two with that one? Um, what you you know, what you um, going to do next? So I love being an author. I, I know for sure, without a doubt, it's my true passion and purpose, at least one of them. That's dope, you know. And uh, if I may ask, just expound on 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 that book, your, your first book. Right. Given that you had lost your job in 2019, which was right when the pandemic was kind of cranking up, you know, it was whispers in the wind, you know. So how did that affect as far as the pandemic? How did mm -hmm. that affect the process of writing the book, you know, getting it published, you know, or did it affect it at all? Yeah, I would say somewhat a little bit, because at the same time, of course, you know, we need funding to <laughs> publish this book. Right. Yes. And I just said I lost my job. So it's like, OK, um, Lord, you want me to publish this book. But, you know, you see my bank account. I just, you know, lost my job. <laughs> what am I going to do? So I would pretty much say it affected me as far as, you know, financially wise, but just a little bit. Thank God I did have, you know, money in my savings. Um, So I was able to be able to you know, put all the resources that I could together to be able to do this book. 
So I would say it affected me a little bit, but not as much as, you know, someone who probably didn't have a savings to fall back on. So I thank God for that. Understood. Understood. Okay. So let's talk a little bit more about those, you know, those few years ago where you were writing, like what other obstacles did you encounter along the way of trying to get this, this book going? You know, your author, you know, just lost your job, which is, Ooh, that's that's a hell of a <laughs> it's a, a hell of a force behind yeah, it's a hell of a force because it's like okay once you find out that this is your passion and purpose a lot of us we try to go you know head first in it's like i gotta get this done i gotta get that done you know but right. you come become consumed and so another obstacle that was for me was balancing because um in the meantime of after me publishing the book i actually end up getting a job and, you know, it's crazy because I get this job and I got this wonderful book on my hands and it's it's selling real good. But then that's where you come in. Oh, I got to make this money. You know, I got to make this money in order to um, fund this book, fund the marketing of it, fund the, you know, all the resources that you need to catapult your book out and actually, you know, be well known within your book and actually help the community with your book. So I would say that obstacle of, you know, balancing work life and also, you know, now that the book is published, okay, what do I do from here? And then on top of that, I mean, let's all be for real. You know, we have good days and we have bad days. So another obstacle I would say is anytime throughout the whole season of it is the fact that unforeseen circumstances. So it's Mm -hmm. like, boom, when, you know, whatever may happen, maybe, you know, mom ended up in the hospital, which she did in 2021. But, you know, um, when things happen like that, it's like, how do I, you know, pretty much balance the fact of going through this unforeseen circumstance, but yet keep a smile on my face, you know, being as a content creator, putting my book out there and, you know, just different things like that to pretty much put myself to the next level. Yeah. And and that's a lot to take on at one time, all while maintaining the fact in the back of your mind, hey, these bills got to get paid. Absolutely. So let me ask you this, because that leads into my next question. So Mm -hmm. given now, you know, and you seem like a person who wear many hats, which I understand. Oh, my God. Look, (laughs) you keep right through. I wear so many hats. I am busy 24-7. I I can see it. I, I can tell just in the urgency and the way you speak that you you are constantly moving which i admire because i i do the same it's Absolutely. always something to do always something mm-hmm. going on you For know sure. creativity this is how we work we don't mm-hmm. really slow down so that being said how do you manage mm-hmm. the time for like your personal life given the different hats that you wear like how do you balance like work your personal life being a content creator and then there's that that little sliver of you having you know, space for your mental health. So how do you balance those different facets? For sure. I'm going to tell you, and it's something crazy because I literally just joined a accountability group. So, you know, Mm. keep you accountable uh, to making sure that you're getting your goals done and whatnot. So to answer your question, what I do is pretty much when it's work time is work time. After I'm off from, you know, my nine to five, you know, (laughs) <laughs> None of my supervisors don't call me, don't blow up my phone, don't email me because look, that's my time off. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? I'm not being paid off the clock, so we're not doing that. <laughs> you know what I mean? After that nine to five, it's up to me to be able to, okay, what is I'm doing today? 
me now that I'm knowing like, you know, how my schedule is and how do I, you know, like go better with this day or that day, whatever the case may be, I'm checking off my content calendar to see, okay, what you got to do today, what you got to do, mm-hmm. you know, next week or next month, however, you know, the case may um, plan out of as, as out as far as I'm planning it. So that's pretty much how I balance. And then I always make time for family, you know, but um, it's just the point of, categorizing that time like you know okay this is my time for family this is my time for myself this is my time for my job and then that's just that but like as far as like just you know also to uh making it um time for yourself because that is very much so needed um especially like Mm -hmm. you said how we wear so many you know creative hats and we're always on the go it's always good to get that time in and so for me sometimes even throughout the day i take a moment to pray to god i'm like okay lord (laughs) I need you today. <laughs> I need you every day. But you know what I'm saying? Just taking that time out for God, praying, meditating, whatever I need to do to, to stay grounded and, and be rejuvenated. And me, sometimes I, you know, like to be alone. And so I, you know, stay in my room and I, you know, listen to some good gospel music or, hey, even some rap music. <laughs> and I, um, you know, get turned up in the room. And, and then I be able to, you know, go back out to, you know, whoever may need me at that specific time. But it's definitely a balance there. I respect now. that. <laughs> I respect yeah, back then it wasn't a balance. It was like, okay, go here, go do this, go do this. Uh, you need me? Okay, I'm going to help you. All right, you need service with it? All right, I got you. Oh, I'm tired. No, we got a balance now. (laughs) Can can we talk about that just for a second? And I know that's off the script, but you just just hit a pinpoint Mm -hmm. on something that a lot of us do that we don't acknowledge. And um, it's the boundary of respecting our own time ourselves. You said just a second ago, oh, I'll help you do this. Let me, how, how long did it take for you to understand that sometimes saying no is critical for your success and your goals? Mm-hmm. I would say probably, probably last year, probably, mm. probably last year, or maybe we'll be in 2023, maybe 2021. Cause that's when I really started my therapy. Yeah. Maybe 2020. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? It's 2021. That's when I learned to say no in therapy, because like you said, a lot of times we so busy, like it's okay to be, you know, of service uh, to people, but when you really don't make that time for yourself, how are you able to help others? Where's your energy going to? You know what I'm saying? You're bleeding off to everybody else, but if you don't necessarily make sure yourself is straight, how can you make sure everybody else is straight? So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's it's definitely, like you said, it's critical. It's very, very important to be able to, you know, love yourself, um, treat yourself out to a date, um, you know, just spend that alone time with yourself so you can be rejuvenated. Like, right. <laughs> it's, it's critical. It really is. I love that you said that, you know, date yourself. It, it, yeah. Yeah. We, we, one day we're going to dive into that, that self-love and self-help, you know, mm-hmm. phase, because that's critical when you're trying to uh, be a content creator, because when so much of your time is absorbed when helping other people, a lot of times we forgo ourselves just to achieve a goal when it's, it's self-destructive, to be quite honest with you. Because now you don't have the energy to do what's needed. You you're missing mm-hmm. your goals, you know, which defeats the purpose. So yeah. Absolutely. Because now you're wondering why you're you're being irritated, why you're agitated. Facts. Facts. You're not getting a lot done when you think you're getting a lot done. You Facts. know? <laughs> yes. Yeah. You, you yeah. 
go all day there with that. Look, <laughs> let me get to this next question before we be stuck on this one. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so let's 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 go back. So 2019 to now, four years. Mm-hmm. You know, you've been doing this, you've been helping, writing, you know, being an author. Has there been one memory so far with, that you would say has been the most memorable? It's just like your favorite memory so far that's been that confirmation. You know, we big on that word confirmation. So <laughs> yeah, really. Which one has been that? I call it confirmation or revelation, but um <laughs> I would say <laughs> oh my biggest moment that I can remember is when I first published my book and I was working at this specific store, and people will literally come in and be like, Where is the author girl? Oh my God. It was, I think I don't, I still don't even understand now to this day of, they don't know how much, how much they made me feel like they don't know how mm-hmm. much, um, how much motivation that they gave me to even keep going, you know, with even writing books, like the feedback was phenomenal. So to be able to hear that when I used to go to work, it was like, Oh my God, like you really hitting on something like, they yeah. really love this book. Like, oh my God. But yeah, I think that was the best moment. Even though any moment that I get with the, you know, a fan, well, I don't even want to say a fan because I, I treat everybody like family, but you know, mm-hmm. any a supporter that come up to me, I just I love every single moment. But being called that off the girl, that was yeah, that's amazing. That's I love that. I love that. And it's something about being identified as your passion that's very, I guess. I don't know the term. It's just like it gives you a sigh of relief that, yes, this is it. It's somebody sees what I see. Right. Absolutely. Because we always want to be seen. You know, right. everybody wants to be understood or or valued or be like, yeah, you're doing good. Yeah, you're on the right path. You know, like I was telling somebody and, and even on the um, video on my TikTok, it's like, you know how when you um, ride in the car and you have your GPS on, right? Mm-hmm. And maybe, you know, Siri or whoever, they'll tell you, turn left, turn right. After you make that turn and you keep going straight and maybe let's say you got 10 miles to keep straight. That's a long time to us, you know. And so when we keep going straight, we don't hear anything. But of course, we're not hearing anything because the GPS don't have to tell us to turn anywhere. Right. So it's pretty much equating just like to God when we be like, oh, I can't hear his voice. It's because it's not time for him to tell you anything yet. You just got to keep going. So yeah, that's that's deep. I, I it was uh, <laughs> this pastor I follow online, um, Stephen Furtick. He said something similar to that. Mm. He said, "When you're working in purpose, people will congratulate you and and talk to you about your your purpose in the beginning, right? But while you're in your purpose, it's going to be silent. Oh yeah, for and sure. Then, and then he said, once you stop." Then they'll talk again and ask, well, what happened? So he was like, stop working off of being heard, you know, work off of silence. And and then that's, I was like, wow, that man's spitting. Absolutely. Because guess what? Working in them silent moments is going to make you go harder and harder and harder. And every time somebody get ready to ask you what you got going on, you don't even really have to tell them. But just know that God is always doing something in your life. Even when you sit and still, God is always doing something. It's not good to sit still because you always want to have that momentum to keep going because we all know that faith without work is dead. So we want to, you know what I'm saying? Keep going. But oh, yeah, for sure. To get higher. Oh my God, it's definitely gonna be some silence there. But you can't, you can't, you know what I'm saying? You can't 
uh, focus on the silence because it's just like that saying, um, how do it go? I think it, they be like, if you focus on the cheers, you're a, you'll die by the bulls. Mm. It's something similar to that. You know what I'm saying? Because who is your biggest cheerleader? Yourself. You want to be able to, you know what I'm saying? Cheer yourself on, even when you don't have nobody, you know what I'm saying? In your corner, um, a support system, family, friends, whatever the case may be. You know what I'm saying? You always want to be your own biggest supporter, even in the science. Facts. You just spoke to somebody. I'm telling you. Oh, for sure. Somebody's, somebody <laughs> just had to pull over for a second. <laughs> 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 Look, baby, don't crash that car. Please don't. Just pull over. Just get on the side. <laughs> Just know. get on the side and praise them. Get a good shout in. <laughs> so let me ask you this. And this is another one of those candid moments because we all, we often talk about the successes and the highs, but very seldom do people really get into those lows. So at any point in time in these last four years, mm-hmm. did you feel that you wouldn't be successful? And if so, who or what changed your mind? For sure, without a doubt, I think every person goes through that, especially every creative person, Um, Mm -hmm. every person that pretty much wear a lot of hats, like you said. So it's pretty much like sometimes you just have those moments where you feel like, okay, am I doing enough or is I'm even on the right path? Even if you may have gotten confirmation that you are on the right path, but like you said earlier, piggying back off of earlier, when you get them silent moments, sometimes you're like, oh my God, like, is I'm doing something wrong? What do I need to change up? Um, how do I move past this silence moment? Um, is I'm not being relevant anymore? Do they not care about my work anymore? You know, so you just, it, I feel like it's, it's part of your own mind, but it's also, um, Partly like the devil, you know how the devil creeping. Oh, you you're not enough, and you know you just all this negative talk. But you just have to learn how to you know override those negative thoughts and turn them into positive. So mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, I'll pretty much say that. All right, respect. So let's let's go into the future. We've been talking about the past this whole time. Yeah. So let's let's talk about what's what's to come, Sanai. Mm-hmm. So I like to do a check back whenever I do an interview. So. Okay. In the future, in a year, I would like to check and see where you are in your goals. So where would you like to see yourself in one year, in three years, and in 10 years? Mm, that is a good question. Um, I would say with being one year mark, definitely more of a revenue. Um, definitely more of, I would say, getting more so business minded. And I'm not saying I'm not business minded. What I mean by that is, you know, when you first begin as a newbie in doing business, it's a whole nother ball game. What I mean by that is like transitioning from this is just a hobby to this is my business. And, you know, I actually operating within that within um, that. And then I would say you said three years, I would say pretty much being worldwide, like. <laughs> like Candy say, I'm worldwide. <laughs> so yeah, I would say worldwide three years, five years. Oh my God. I just want to be mind blown. I'll leave that up to God. Mm. I just want to be mind blown because I really, it's more now of me, like really stepping into my faith and increasing my faith. five years from now. I just want God to blow my mind, do the imaginable, do the unthinkable, do what I think is impossible. I love that. Yeah. I love that. Because look at you now. Look how far you've come already just in this small amount of time. It is small nigga time. 
You some people would think that it's so small, but I literally like when I look back and see how much I have grown, it is so beautiful. Like even when it comes down to being a business owner and, you know, getting your equipment, like for as me being an author, you know, I want a camera because, you know, I want to take pictures or I want to record and have these for memories or, you know, just have it for content creation. Um, I needed a tent because, you know, um, you go and you do vendor events and you're outside. You don't want to get rained on. You don't want your clients to get rained on. I needed a wagon to be able to carry my supplies in so I don't have to, you know, keep hauling all these uh boxes or book bags and stuff. And right. to actually see me get all that within a great time span, it's amazing. Like, I just like you said, I can't even believe the growth. Like, I mean, I believe it, but it's just like, wow, this is beautiful. But you know what I tell people? It's always about the foundation. If you get your foundation together, you can always build that house up. How far, you know, However far you want to get that house built, you can get it. Yes, yeah. I take that. I receive that. Yes. Miss so, Anaya, this brings me to my final question. And I feel like, honestly, it's the most important. And it's my favorite, low-key. <laughs> like the way I worded this one. <laughs> mm -hmm. So the hardest thing in the world to do is, is exactly what you did. Step out on faith, take an idea, and run with it. What words of encouragement do you have for that person who has an idea but they're just afraid to step out on. Mm -hmm. My answer to that would be simply just start, get it from out your head and put it on a piece of paper. Um, For me, my best thing is journaling or just planning period. Like I love a good plan. Like even if I would say, you know, write that plan and make it out. <laughs> um, I'm not, you know, sure exactly what that scripture said, but that's, you know, just in those terms, literally write a plan and see it forth. Because mm -hmm. if you don't never literally start your thought, I mean, your idea is literally just a thought. So in order for you to actually get somewhere, you need to start, right? I mean, that's mm -hmm. even just like when, when people come to ask me, uh, where should I start in publishing a book? Then I ask them, have you started your manuscript yet? No, I was thinking about it. <laughs> Baby, go ahead and get that piece of paper, write out your thoughts, write out what you need, write out a plan of where you're going, write out a plan of where you're at now. And then little by little, you will see if you start taking the actions, you can eventually get to where you're trying to go. Hey, look, I like it. I like it. Make it plain. Make it, Make plain. it plain. And look, and it's most of us already started. Because every at the start of the year, all you hear is what vision board, vision board, vision board. Oh my There's god, there's nothing wrong with starting a vision board now. You don't have to wait for the beginning of the year. Absolutely. That's what people don't understand. I'm glad you said that because that definitely needs to be talked about more. You do not have to start a vision plan at the beginning of the year, you know, um, or the end of the year. You can start the vision board whenever. Because the one thing about the vision board is when you get ready to do all those goals off your list. What you going to do? You're just going to wait till the next year just to start those goals and try to work on them next year. No, I'll get you another one and start on those goals. The more you, you know, do your goals, the more you'll be able to do bigger goals. You know what I'm saying? The more you, your, your goals will even grow. So yeah, I definitely agree with you on that. I love me a good vision board. I don't know how many I didn't make because <laughs> baby, it's been a lot. I surely know that. I heard that. So, Miss Anaya, I appreciate you taking time out again of your day to do this interview with me. Yeah. How can our listeners 
uh, I guess, support you? How can we we stay in contact with you in case we wanted to kind of see what you're up to? What's what's the best way to reach you? Yeah, so the best way you can reach me is on Facebook, Instagram. Um, you can also reach me at my personal website. That's www.sbbtheboat.com. And I know people are going to be like uh, the boat part. So the boat part is spelled B-A-O-A-T. It's not, you know, the boat like the ship boat is B-A-O-A-T. So www.sbbtheboat.com. But yeah, you can follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and that's all at sbbtheboat or underscore the real sister bond. Because not only do I have a book by myself, but I also have a book with my sister. And so we're expanding our brand um, together just as much as we're working on our individual brands. Okay. Now, do you have anything coming up recently or anything that you're working on that you want to kind of break oh, to the sure. <laughs> I look, you already know I am working on something, but I can't speak about it, unfortunately. Um, so yes, I am working on something. I can't wait to share with y'all this avenue of where I'm going. But yes, definitely working on something. But I can say this: I do have two books in the vault. So one of them is not quite done yet, but you can pretty much say it's, it's halfway there okay. as far as the writing. Now, the other one, it is done. And I cannot wait to get that book out because I really feel like it will help the young and the older people, especially as far as people who are seeming to walk around this world and they're alone. And they specifically mm -hmm. towards the people who feel like, you know, they don't have um, a good guide. And what I mean by a good guide, a good parent in their life. You know, a lot of people walk around in this earth with parents and they're not in their children's lives. And mm -hmm. that can be, like I said, young or old. So I really, I really can't wait to share that book. But I'm going to just keep it right there. I don't want to give it too much away. <laughs> okay okay well, i look forward to it i'm gonna definitely make sure i, I support you i i love to see you my people doing well and how dare i share you on my platform and not support you myself so i would definitely be of service and definitely be on the lookout for that and uh again thank you so much like i said earlier i would love 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 to check in with you in a year and so we can catch up and see how far along and what else has been new so we'd be glad to have you again well, I definitely receive that because I'm looking for some good new news to share with you guys. And I surely appreciate you for even allowing me to be on this platform. I really enjoyed this interview. Hey, no problem. Glad I could be of assistance. Thank and, uh, you. With that being said, we got all of our information in the description below. And to my YouTube fans, just click the description box. You already know all her website and stuff is right there. And uh, the only thing we won't include is phone numbers because, you know, niggas is weird. So... <laughs> <laughs> Look, I have my phone numbers on some flyers, so I'm not worried. But I mean, hey, ain't nothing like a block button. I tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to get real crazy, I don't think you want to do that. 911 will be on speed dialing. Something else will be on the side of me. <laughs> <laughs> I heard that. Right. Sanaya, so, so thank you again so much. This has been your voice, sir. Sanaya Baker Boatwright. And we are out. Peace. Thank you.